Right, day three of the 65th BFI London Film Festival, and we've got one film for you today. But oh my gosh, it is an interesting goddamn film, people. Really was a shocker. So, um, yo, I hope you uh, enjoy this. Sit back and um, let's go. Okay, people, so if you weren't able to get tickets to see Mothers of the Revolution today, you know, firstly, people, I should let you know, you can see it tomorrow, Friday, the 8th of October, it's at midday, though, right, so it's at 11.50, 10 to 12, at the BFI South Bank in NFT two so nice screen um yeah as of doing this there are tickets but these things oh it can change just like that so yeah if you've got an inkling that you want to go check it out go um go get yourself a ticket asap people but you know, so um, this a documentary, you know, Mothers of the Revolution. It is from Breer, uh, Breer, B R I A R, Breer. I don't know how you pronounce her name, but I'm going to say Breer, Breer March. Okay, so um, she also co-wrote it with Matthew Metcalf. Um, Metcalf produced it along with Layla Menon. Um, executive produced by Helen Parker, Johnny Fairwiger, and Fraser Brown. Uh, we've got um, Mag Margaret Francis, Simon Coldrick, John Gilbert, and Tim Woodhouse as editors. Phoebe Shum was a researcher. Original music is Lachlan Anderson. Sound design is Bruno Barrett Garnier. Um, DOP, uh, Maria Ines Manchego. And it is all narrated by Glenda Jackson. Okay. So uh, the uh, the gist of it all is this. Okay, so in 1981, thousands of women came together to oppose nuclear weapons being stalled at an RFA base in Berkshire. It was the start of a series of protests that would last 19 years. That's right, people, 19 years. Mothers of the Revolution recounts the incredible stories of ordinary women who stepped out of their daily lives to take part in a cause whose ramifications were seismic. Some became instrumental in international politics and others discovered a liberating way of living. 
I mean, when you say um, instrumental in international politics, I don't really know. You know I, mean? I don't really know how much of that whole situation is true. I do kind of think some people, I mean, look, right? Everyone wants to be part of something. I think, I mean, there's certain things that people think they may have done, which they didn't, you know? I mean, listen, nuclear weapons are crazy, right? It's, it's crazy. Look, we, we've all seen, oh, I mean, you know, obviously not, not firsthand, but we've seen the footage of, you know, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, right? It is it, horrendous. You know, even, you know, you uh, saw, you know, the meltdown of Chernobyl, right? So what happened there when just a nuclear power station messes up? You know, and there's been a few others that have had accidents over the years, but it is, it's not good. It's not good. So the, the thing was, you know, when Russia were talking about having the bomb, right? So obviously America were like, okay, if you're going to have one, we're going to have one, right? Now, it's, I think the interesting thing, you know, one of the interesting things here is, right, in the documentary, it talks about, I forget the term, there is a term for it. So if you have a weapon, we will have a weapon as well as a deterrent of you having that weapon. And they do talk about it like, oh, this is a stupid idea, right? This is preposterous. When it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, listen, it's not a it's not a strategy people would be like, yeah, we should do more of this. But it is something that has been used countless of times. And you could say, right, I, I think it is fair to say, right, that this is something that does actually work, right? Like we know just even when you look at small scales with, with gangs, if a gang has machine guns, and, you know, they think, yeah, we're going to take out our opposition. If they know the other gang's got them, it's like, all right, we better, you know, because they could do the same to us, so let's, you know, you have a stalemate, right? It does cause stalemates. It is a thing. It is an actual strategy, right? And as I said, look, yes, obviously it's not the best strategy, you do put things in place, right? Like two people need a key to turn something on, right? There are things that are there to stop. Because again, they, they talk about, it's just like, you know, just one person could just press the button. And it's not like, you know, the president well, of America. I, I We don't really know how Russia did things or, you know, North Korea are doing things, but we do kind of know that in the States, you can't, the president can't just walk and press a button and bombs are launched. 
but it, it does talk about things like, yeah, that's how it is. Right. And, and so I do think you could definitely see there was a naivety of understanding with uh, a, a lot of the people involved with these protests. I think one of the big things as well is that so it all went crazy because, you know, when Russia were like, oh, we're going to have nuclear weapons too, right? To, to launch them from the States, it's a bit problematic. So they were like, oh, you know what I mean? Let's, let's talk to our allies, right? And Margaret Thatcher was just like, hey, we will... What do you a solid? Yeah, you can have bases in the UK. No problem. Right? Yeah. Oh, we'll store your nuclear weapons for you. So, you know, the UK had them. Australia, New Zealand had them. And, yeah, so this mother heard about this. And she was just like, oh. you know, because I think also, when you think about the the way some of this stuff was always reported and talked about at the time, it's just even look at cigarette advertising from the 80s. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Well, I mean, if you look at cigarette advertising from the 60s, when they're saying, hey, yeah, we'll help you lose weight. Here's a cool fit. So just advertising and the way they talked about things was insane. Right. And so they would say you had four minutes of reaction time. As soon as the bombs hit, you have four minutes to, you know, try and get to safety, which you ain't getting to safety. And so, you know, there are people thinking, hey, if my kids are in school, that means I'm not going to be able to see them before we die. Ah, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So you had this mother, and she was just like, no, this is crazy. It's crazy. And she was with her friends and they were like, oh, let's 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 walk to this place and, you know, we can that walk is obviously it's going to take some days. Right. That's going to build interest and that's going to we could tell people about it at the time. So they were walking to uh, um, the common. Right. Greeners common to, uh, you know, where the RFA base was. And on the way, they talk to people and tell them what was happening and what they're doing and all of this. That was the idea. But, yeah, so we're talking about, you know, if they launch the bombs from here, obviously that then makes the UK a target. And, you know, don't have the bombs here because then we won't be in trouble. And then but the, but the whole thing is, right, if... America and Russia had launched bombs at each other, everyone was always going to be fucked, right? It didn't matter where the bombs were, right? So, you know, you had people in Europe going, oh, look, no, we can't have the bombs here, right? We don't want to be affected. Be like, no, we would, everyone was affected. The fallout, right? So this is the thing. It's a crazy thing. No one really... You know, these, these people weren't talking about the fallout, right? And so it's just like, yeah, we don't want the bombs. This is fair. But it's like, no, the fallout from nuclear weapons, that's going to fuck everyone, right? Because, hey, 
just when was it man i think it was like 2012 was it 2012 you had the volcanoes go off in um i can't even remember where but basically there was ash in the skies and it fucked up a lot of shit i think it was hawaii right or maybe indonesia i think it was indonesia and yeah like planes, flights were cancelled for a long last time, and it just fucked up shit, and yeah, that's just minuscule to what would happen with nuclear fallout, everyone would be fucked, so you know, I, I think we just saw the way everyone's talking about it in this, that people don't fully understand, and e even going in, right, they then talk about, the, so an island in Hawaii which allowed the testing because they didn't know you know, this is, this is another thing as well because, you know, at, towards the end they, they talk, um, a lady from New Zealand comes and she's talking about how you know, nuclear testing from the UK has impacted you know their community and, yeah, this island near New Zealand, right, they got fucked, right, so many people then died of radiation poisoning, and it was just horrific, right, and it's just, the, these, these women of protest didn't, didn't know, didn't know about it, which, a little crazy, you're protesting about some stuff and you haven't really looked into, you know, everything. But, hey, you know, I, I mean, obviously, it's easy to say now. It's, it's easy to say in hindsight when you're not in the situation. So, obviously, when these new things happen, there, there's going to be fear. So, I understand. I get it. And it is interesting the way that this shows everything, right? So they use recreation, um, actors recreating some of the events and some of the stuff that went down. They use archival footage. There's interviews with different people talking about it all. And it is interesting. It is very interesting. The, the, another real interesting thing is, as well, some of this story was talked about in Rebel Dykes, right? Which was a, a documentary that came out. <sighs> My memory is so bad. I can't remember if Rebel Dykes came. I think Rebel Dykes came out last year. I do believe Rebel Dykes came out last year um, at the London Film Festival. Yes, yes, it, I believe it was the 2020 London Film Festival, which does kind of start off with all of this, right? That, that documentary starts off with these protests and then how the women left and then what they did afterwards kind of thing, right? Which is, so it's interesting that you get two different kind of viewpoints on a situation because 
this one, it they want to just talk about, you know, women coming together and everything like that. Now, I feel the Rebel Dykes one was a bit more honest about, right, the camps at the common, you know, because they talk about it like, yeah, there was a lot of separation with people, you know, so you, you had, because they had different camps and they kind of broke them down into different colours, right? And and so certain camps were, cert, you know, more around certain kind of things, you know, like some some of the camps, a lot of the women, they, they like getting high, right? Some were more free love, you know, so you had different kind of things like that. They were all protesting, but there's different mindsets and all of this. And there were fights, there were disagreements. That's what Rebel Dykes tells us. This one doesn't really go into any of that. So I, I did find that interesting. You know, it'd be like, ah, I mean, you know, how much of the truth are you giving us, ladies? <laughs> but I think it's, it's fascinating because they did actually go to Russia which is insane. It's insane how they went to Russia and they thought that they were going to be able to, uh, you know, do a lot of things over there. And then, you know, the, the, the way they talk about it, they meet up with these, you know, there was a party in Russia who were doing a similar thing, but it's Russia. Right, freedoms in Russia are completely different from the UK. You can talk crazy and you're fine. You say just the slightest thing against your government in Russia and you will disappear, right? Which happened, which they do talk about. So it's, you know, they go to Russia. And then it's just like, oh, and this girl, she was arrested the next day. I'd be like, yes, yes, that was going to happen. How the fuck did you not see that? You're like, it's just, what were you thinking? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I'm just surprised that none of them were killed going over there. It is just insane. It's insane. But they tell you about their Russian exploits and just all of that, all the, all the different things that went down, right? It, it was, I mean, like, they don't really talk about, you know, because they say, you know, they didn't want men involved. There's not really a clear reason for why, you know? It did seem a bit like, you know, what is the expression? You spite your nose and cut off your face. That makes no sense. Obviously, it's not, that's not an expression. But I feel you know what I'm talking about, right? It, it did seem a little like that. But then later on, they did involve men with it to another aspect, right? But, you know, they're, they're talking about that. They're talking about, you know, 
how it was non-violent, but then they talk about they're cutting the fence and trying to stop you. Like, I mean, kind of it does get violent, right? Because, like, in a court of law, there's certain things that you'd be like, well, that's not my thing. Yeah, I think, you know, technically shit does, right? Technically shit did. But yeah, it, it's, it is fascinating, right? I, I will definitely say this is it's a fascinating documentary that's talking on just all of these events, right? Because it is kind of insane. Now, they do... They do believe that they were the ones that got the bombs removed. I, yeah, I don't really think it was as simple as that. Because obviously, no one was really happy about the situation. You know what I mean? It wasn't something that everyone was just like, yeah, this is great. No, the Cold War was it was a messy thing, and people just finding trying to find ways out of the situation. So I think as soon as you know, it was like actually we can stop this. It was just like yeah, let's get rid of these bombs. So you know, obviously, right? I think what they did shone a light on it on it for a lot of people. There were a lot of people that didn't understand what was going on, right? So they did do, they did do work, for real. You know, there's no taking that away from them. But, I, I, yeah, some of the stuff they say that they did, I really know. I really know. You know what I mean? But, it's interesting. It is interesting and, yeah, you do get a lot of these women talk about how this impacted their lives. And, you know, I think the takeaways from it, all of that. So it's just over an hour and 40 minutes, right? Just over an hour and 40 minutes, people. And, yes, as mentioned, if you weren't able to see it, today, right, Thursday, the 7th of October, you can see it on Friday, the 8th of October, but you've got to be free during the day, because it is screening at 11.50 a.m., people, a.m., at the BFI South Bank at NFT2. So, yeah, if that uh, piques your interest, Go cop your ticket now before they sell out because these things have definitely um, a way of doing that. All right. So don't miss out because we don't know. There's no distribution information on this one. And as we've seen with this stuff, sometimes it can take a year, two years for this stuff to finally come out. So, yeah, people. Mothers of the Revolution. Hmm. Is it for you? Are you down with the revolution? Should it be televised? Well, <laughs> it 
check it out tomorrow and see okay people so right so i um yeah i i'm Today, I checked out a film called Encounter. All right, so it is, it is the new film from director Michael Pierce. All right, um, he co-wrote it with Joe Barton. Uh, we've got Dimitri Doganis, uh, Pierre Villacout, and Darin Sheljaniga producing. Right, um, Benjamin Craycorn is, is the cinematographer. It's edited by Maya Maloli. Um, yeah, it's an Amin. It's an Amin. It's an Amazon Studios piece. Right, uh, we've got Riz Ahmed. He plays Malik Khan. Um, we have got, um, Priya Khan, his wife, played by Jania Gavankar. Yeah, I, I believe that's how you, uh, feel that's how you say it, how you pronounce that name. Um, I butcher names, it's so embarrassing, people. So freaking embarrassing. Uh, so we also have got um, Adia Gidata plays Bobby, um, their youngest son, right? And um, oosh, oh gosh, the uh, yes. Lucian River Shahan plays Jay, the elder son. All right. So, uh, you know, um, Priya and Malik are separated. Priya is now seeing a guy called Dylan. Uh, Dylan is played by Misha Collins. Um, now we've got. Octavia Spencer in the piece. She plays Hattie. Right. We've got um, Rory Cochran. He plays Shepard West or Shep for short. We have Keith Shabagajuka plays Gran. Shane McKee plays Lance. But, um, Antonio Jamilio plays Rule. Brennan Kilcook plays Dwight McKinley. Um, we've got Bill Dawes as Kurt McKinley. Um, yeah, they are a, a, a couple of brothers who um, do some things. We've got Stephen Sims as Ernie. Um... Yeah, I think they're our they're our main uh, they're our main group in the piece. So the gist of the film is this: a decorated marine 
goes on a rescue mission to save his two young sons from an unhuman threat. At their journey, or even as their journey, takes them in increasingly dangerous directions, the boys will need to leave their childhood behind. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, uh, yeah, that's something, right? Um, it, it's a, it's an interesting film. I, actually, let, let's go with this as well. This is what the BFI say. In possession of top secret government information regarding an advancing alien invasion, a decorated war veteran races back to his former home to warn his estranged family of the impending danger. Believing his ex-wife to be already contaminated by the deadly human threat, he flees a house with his two sons, embarking on an dangerous expedition to reach safety. Yeah. That's right, people. So, the big question was, what could Mike Pierce, Michael Pierce even, do with his second feature film? Right? Um, people, 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 he did something a little science side, right? Because this, hey, this was a really interesting piece, right? It, it, we start off, oh my gosh, the, the work that they do, everyone involved, like the cinematographer, just like the, the, the makeup people, the special effects people, Pierce, right? They, they really help convince you of some things right so we start off and we have Malik like looking in his eye we get a close-up of the eye looking at the eye and then you know he's examining himself and we start to hear some noises and the noises kind of amp up noises amp up and we see now the wall right and it looks like something is bubbling, 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 and then kind of crawling out of the wall, and he gets a spray, sprays it, sprays it, stops it, stops it, and then we hear some more rumbling, rumbling on the wall, and he sprays it and stops it, all right, and it looks like there are these flies, but, you know what I mean, the noise and everything like that, you're just like, yo, what the fuck is going on here, what's happening, this, this is kind of crazy, Oh, before I drop something, that's I just like. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we have all of this, and um, you know, we, we get these phone calls right to his kids, and yeah, he, he's like on this mission, and we see him in dark rooms, couched down. You know, what I mean, just like really planning shit out, really planning shit. Right, and yeah, he, he's been away for two years, you know, but he's on this big mission. Now we go to the the you know, he's two kids with his wife and Dylan, the you know, the the, the step. I don't know if it, you know they're married, if it's a stepdad or you know what, but we, we, we see that, and you can see that the oldest kid, Jay, not really a fan of Dylan. Not really a fan of Dylan, which you can kind of understand, right? Because, you know, he, he wants his real, his real dad as he views it, 
right now the younger kid who is you know probably a few years younger bobby right and that's the thing the, the younger you're easy it's easier to acclimatize to these things and he really likes dylan you can see really likes dylan so you've got that dynamic you know um now we we also with all this information right we, we often get kind of close up on eyes and all of this right the wife seal so you're wondering oh fuck what's how is this gonna go down you know what i mean how is this all gonna go down and then one day yo malik turns up malik turns up and he he takes the kids he takes the kids from the house. Now, what's interesting is how much we get shown, right? That is that, um, ugh, I was gonna say cat and mouse, but no, it's a uh, hide and seek. That's it, hide and seek, right? Because, you know, it, I mean, it, this really helps the bill, like hiding a lot of stuff, like drip feeding you this information on where is it going what's happening right how are these aliens gonna come like how do they get you how do you get infected what's the deal you know is the bug spray really working because they have to spray themselves with bug spray like he, he, he gives them the lowdown gives the kids the lowdown on how we're gonna survive he's gonna take them to the base where you know humanity can um, regroup as it were so we got all of this information and you know the, you know, the kids it's that thing right where you want an adventure you haven't seen your dad for two years you want this adventure but then also right it's like oh but what about mum right what about mum and you know Bobby's like and Dylan you know, what is this? Because when they're leaving the house, it does look a bit disheveled, right? As if something has happened. So now you're wondering as well, yo, what happened in the house? What happened in the house? Right? So there's all of this stuff playing out. Now, we get these really nice moments in the film where he, he's, you know, because you can definitely see Malik loves his kids, loves his kids. And so we have him bonding with them. And, you know, it's just like, yo, we're the three musketeers, right? We stick together, all for all, all for one and one for all. For the hands in the middle and all of this, right? You know, for, and so we have these moments throughout the film, right? There's a, one point where the leaks with Jay and he's just like, he, 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 you know, puts his hand on his shoulder and he's just like, wait, what? What? What's this? Your muscles? Where you get these muscles from? God, show me your muscles. You read it, and it's just this nice little moment between a father and his kid, you know. And, and so, when you look at this film, there is so many layers to it. So many layers to it, right? Now, I think this relationship, this bond between parents that's definitely one that's definitely one of these things that we're, we're, we're kind of shown here because some of the twists the film takes right now i feel the big one 
I, I at the time I was wondering, right? Because I was like, oh, did they drop that too early? Right? Would it have been better to hold this information back for uh, later on in the film? That's what I wondered. I was like, huh, is, is, did I want to know this now? Right? Because there is the there was always the idea of, but did I want to know this now? Right? That was a big thing. And I wasn't quite sure. But I will say, as the film goes on, right, as the story does unravel, it it really is this intriguing piece because we have all of these different things going down, right? We have these different relationships and we have people trying to work out where they stand within them, you know? Wondering if, did I do my job right? Like, fuck, did I just fuck up? Should I have done something better? You know, we, we see, you know, the, the FBI's approach on things, right? Grant and then uh, Skeet, right? They, 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 Shep, they're they two approaches to it all, right? So we have all of this stuff going down. Right, we got the parents, we got the kids, you know, and it's working out. Right, who are we with here? You know, because I think you there is the notion that when certain stuff drops, that you're like, oh my gosh, they are, yeah, they're the worst, right? They're a piece of shit. What the fuck, man? But then you're learning more, and you'll be like. Ah, but, but, like, is it there for, like, is it more the system, right, the system that fucked up here, like, what, what's still, but the one thing that really does shine is this love, this love and need to protect, even, you know, we come through the, the frustration, because we see the frustration, and you know what, I like that, right? I like that. Because I think in this world right now, people are scared to say things, show things, right? And I think shouting at kids isn't necessary. Listen, and always condoning terrible behavior, but people do it. And sometimes, right, I think, now, not necessarily a shout, but a stiff word needs to be had at times if the kid is doing something that's really egregious and egregious like yo it could kill itself or other people right and you're just like oh you need to you know a little sit down with like oh were you frustrated that's not gonna work man needs to be yo when i say stop you stop are you with me are you with me all right, now let's go watch some fucking cartoons. All right, you know what I mean? You're a bit, bit firmer. A bit firmer. No raising hands, obvs, you know? But, yeah, we, we we get to see, like, all of this stuff go. And so, yeah, you're, you're kind of... I think you're definitely conflicted. You are definitely conflicted afflicted with what's going down but then right some of the hurdles some of the things that 
like these people come up against, you just be like, ah, well, that didn't need to, they didn't need, like, ah, come on, man. But it's not until the very end, the very, where you are just, oh, man. Right, the tension in that those last few scenes, it is so thick. Right, you're what you are just fearful, fearful, and, and you're just like, yo, how is this fucking going down? What the fuck is gonna happen? And you, you're just like, yo, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, you know, yo, you're just like, yo, you are in it, you're. In it for real, for real. It is great. It is so great. You know the way that you know they get you to, you know, Pierce and Barton. They get you to really care about the characters. To to wonder what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen with the invasion, right? And the sound. The way the sound really intensifies some of these scenes. We have that. We have incredible cinematography, right? These sweeping shots, man. The widening roads, like the desert stuff. Like, yeah, it's really, really enjoyable. Real strong performances all around. Really, uh, the kids kill it. These little motherfucking kids kill it. Damn. You know what I mean? Yo, hats off, people. Hats off. So, you might be thinking to yourself, ooh, I had the sound of this. How can I see it? Well, you know, you may have missed it tonight, right, at the at the Curzon Mayfair, but it will be playing tomorrow, Saturday the 9th, and it's a Saturday, so it doesn't really matter what time. Because you might, you're probably going to be free all day, unless you're kind of retail that kind of thing. It sucks for you, but with the timing, so this is at quarter to six, five forty-five at the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square. Great cinema, people. Great cinema. But five forty-five, that's a decent time, right? Hopefully, you can finish work, jam there quick. Or if you're not, you know, it's in the evening, so you do the cinema. Then you can do some other fun things afterwards. Right, so if you can't do those Thursday the 14th, Thursday the 14th, this is a midday showing though, it's at 2 30 at the BFI South Bank NFT one. So there you go, you could either go tomorrow, Saturday the 9th, or Thursday the 14th. And as of right now, looks like there are still tickets, people. Look, right, there's still tickets. So, what are you waiting? Right? What are you waiting for? Go check it. Now, being a a, a a prime studios film, right? So, yes, obviously, this will be hitting Amazon, right? It's going to be hitting Amazon. Um, I believe on the 10th of December, right? So, it's going to be coming to select cinemas on the third and then um yeah be on prime on the 10th so 
you know, maybe you, you, you know, you don't want to come out yet. So you have that option, people. That option is there. But I do feel this is something that, yeah, the big screen does do justice to. So if you can, I would say definitely go. Definitely go. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. The night for the 14th. Go check it. Encounter. It it really is a, a, a very very good film and touching on a lot of sensitive stuff now right i have been vague right i've been vague and i really intentionally left out a lot of stuff because there is stuff that takes place and i don't want to spoil it don't want to spoil it for you but yo i really enjoyed it it seemed like all, all the other press my focus up in the screen enjoyed it so people go and enjoy it yourself all right in counter Okay, people. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Right? It's the um, that was an interesting one, one man. Yeah, like I enjoyed it. I, I really did. Right? I don't think um, I knew what to expect. You know what I mean? But Mike Pierce. Really, you know, what I mean, he brought this to life, brought this to life, and another just fantastic performance from Riz Ahmed. You know, what I mean, so uh, yeah, people definitely, definitely look to uh, check it out. And um, you know, all the information is in the episode infos, right? So go hit those links. Book those tickets fast, people, because you know they will sell out. But, uh, yeah, that's day three wrapped. And we will be back tomorrow for day four of the 65th BFI London Film Festival.